20 episodes of our very little podcast. That's what number we're on. 20. Wow. One away in this <laughs> one away in this podcast can legally drink. Oh, snap. And maybe this should have been the episode for that cuz who oh, buddy we're going to talk about some real ridiculous things. <laughs> Right, I feel like I'm like somewhat drunk every time I watch an episode of it, or I don't even think that like drunk is the right word. Maybe just straight up like absent or something. I don't friggin' know. Like every time I watch this show, I get more and more confused. <laughs> that's, the pro- that's the appropriate reaction. <laughs> Anyways, this is episode twenty of the season anime checkup OVA. I'm Jared, joined as always by. And Ladium, who's going to be very confused throughout this episode and probably going to drop some what the f**ks throughout. Um, pretty much guaranteed, because they don't know this, but I'm going to tell them. Literally, since we've been watching this on Toonami when it airs, like, every single week you get at least one text message from me that's just like, Jared, Jared, what the f*** am I watching? What is this? Or... Yeah, what is this show? What is this show with no punctuation? Because the punctuation would make it make sense. And nothing makes sense to me. As you can deem from the title of the episode, we're talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Parts 1 and 2 to be exact, because we haven't necessarily gone that far into the future. But still, season 1 of the the anime or the newer anime i should say yeah I, I got interested in watching it because i've had several friends talk about the show and how how great it is which we'll, we'll talk about um <laughs> and since toonami was going to show the dub and i had um, a huge affinity for several of the voice actors um Mainly what got me interested in the fact was that Johnny Young Bosch was uh, Jonathan Joestar. And despite the fact that, like, Jonathan ain't my main my main boo here, uh, he, still, <laughs> he still dragged me into it. So thanks, JYB. Um, but yeah, so Toonami just finished airing parts one and two. And now we're here. And now we are here. So obviously, I mean, spoilers... But I feel like this is the one episode where we could literally say spoilers. <laughs> it still wouldn't make sense to somebody who hasn't yeah. seen it. <laughs> Without context, they're still not going to make sense. Like, there was a Tumblr post going around, I remember, like, a year or two or some, sometime in the past, that was basically like, you know, you can get spoiled for all sorts of things on Tumblr or the internet in general, let's say. But I, I still have no idea what the f*** JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is. No, and, <laughs> and that's... I've watched it, and I still don't know what it is. <laughs> so... <sighs> oh, I have never been more confused in my entire life. So I watched it uh, a little bit before you did. Like I watched the Japanese version because it was on Crunchyroll, and I was like, I should probably watch this just to see what on earth it is. Yep. And then got hooked on it, <laughs> and I would randomly like text you like things like, "This show is really weird." <laughs> uh, that's an understatement. And it, and it did get a little bit like more popularity when like the roundabout meme was going around last year. Yeah, that's that's where I really like it. So it was somewhat on my radar because I've had friends that are like, "Oh, I really like this show" or whatever. And then like when the roundabout meme became a thing. Like, it really appeared on my radar. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is a thing. 
And then, like I said, Toonami announced that they were going to uh, to air parts one and two. And um, here we are. Here we are. I uh, I dragged you into that so you could see the dub, but which the dub's actually pretty good, like surprisingly so. Uh, yeah, the dub's real good. I was kind of worried just because you know it's a weird enough show as is, like <laughs> you could get like a bad dub out of it, and I, I guess because like I don't, I don't, I guess necessarily know who licensed it to for the dub. Because it's, it's been dubbed for a while. I think, like, the, the original version of it came out, like, a couple years ago. And then, obviously, Toonami picked up the rights and broadcast it in October of last year. But, I mean, this is something that's been, like, out and about for a couple of years now. So, it was like, well, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But then, like, like I think part one, especially, is kind of like, you know, it's there. Yeah. Like, there's a good cast to it. But obviously, like in te- in general, part two is the superior I of the two. I completely agree with you, and um, I do want to give a massive, massive round of applause. Um, not actual applause, but okay, we'll give actual applause. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, Keith Silverstein is just brutally good as uh, <laughs> Ario Speedwagon, Robert E.O. Speedwagon, like. Please. He's not Ario Speedwagon. He's Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Okay. It's a difference. There's a difference. Robert E.O. Speedwagon. <laughs> um, so Speedwagon, he 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 freaking nailed it. Um I I was so amazed and partially because I felt like Speedwagon was me because Speedwagon was also so <laughs> confused. He's he is the one normal character that persists throughout both parts and is just like he's there. And every time he's just like, I can't do anything. What is going on? Help! He's like the like the viewer stand-in. He's he's somewhat yeah. like a narrator, but he's also just like, what is happening? And I'm like, man, I don't know Speedwagon. I have no idea what's happening. Um, which is amazing too, because like you you're introduced to him because because Jonathan goes off to London, in the back alleys. Cause, yeah, because part one is in like the late 19th century, 1880s, essentially. Yep. And he's going off to try and find, like, how his dad could have got poisoned by Dio. Spoilers, Dio's a bad guy. He incinerated a dog! He incinerated a dog, that is true. You thought we were going to talk nice about Dio, but ha, it's me, Dio. Yeah, and he also, like, sexually assaults Arena, um, which is... And that's where that line comes from. It is where that line comes from, but it's also just like, Yeah. So, so Jonathan's off, like, in, in the back streets of London, trying to find a poison dealer, essentially, and he runs into <laughs> Speedwagon, who's, like, the leader of this local gang, and has, like, that he's, hat. like, oh, he's got the hat that has the blade, and Jonathan blocks it, and he's, like, I've never met a man who blocked my hat blade. <laughs> you have my respect. Right, and then he becomes, like, the biggest, like, Jonathan fanboy in the world. Like, he just follows <laughs> him around. He's like, yes, okay, we are friends now. And it's so good. Like, I, I love Speedwagon. Speedwagon is one of my favorite characters. Um, unfortunately, he did get surpassed in part two, but Speedwagon was definitely the highlight of part one. I feel like if Speedwagon is the overall best character out of both parts... At do least for me. You, do you really think so? 
overall, over both, like encompassing both parts. Obviously, there's not a lot of crossover between the two, but like Speedwagon's my boy. All right, all right, I'll give you that. Speedwagon is one of the best characters, but like I said, voice acting for Speedwagon was just phenomenally done. Like I know that I like also fangirled about his voice acting last week, but two weeks I'm, ago. Two weeks ago, sorry, two weeks ago. But I will also fangirl this week because holy crap, he nailed it. So freaking good. Dang it. There's just a lot of good voice acting within this cast. Like, I mean, JYB is Jonathan, which Jonathan is not the most interesting character. He's basically just there as a as like the the story starter, which that's basically all part one is in general. It's like we need to set up the story between the Joe stars and Dio and we're going to do this in what, like, nine episodes. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, it. it was really short. And um, but I mean, like, what what he worked with, he did he did a great job. Um, yeah, I was interested to hear him with the accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, so that, that was that was great. And um, actually, so we've had we've had interesting arguments. I don't know if I want to call them arguments over Pap and Brooke. You insist that I hated him <laughs> for so long. You hated Paffenbrook. I did not, on the record, again, on this very podcast, let me reiterate that I did not hate Bryce Paffenbrook. You hated Bryce Paffenbrook, but I feel like the fact that he was Caesar in this is what made you not hate Bryce Paffenbrook. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> there were just roles of Paffenbrook's that I didn't like. I and since I've come around on him, like, oh wow, he did Caesar, and then like you were super <laughs> stoked about it, and then you were like, yes, this is the best role Pappenbrook ever did. I will. That that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> so you came around on Pappenbrook because of JoJo. <laughs> Caesar is his best role, bar none. Um, Caesar is one of my favorite characters. Which, it's 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 very like in parallel with part one too, because obviously you meet. Caesar's grandpa, Willie Zappelli, who mo- mentors and teaches Jojo, Jonathan, mm-hmm. and they're all buddy buddy. But obviously, this Zappelli dies pretty quickly. So you, I mean, obviously, it's nine episodes, so you don't really get much of character and all that stuff oh. in those couple episodes. That was when he's just like bleeding out on the floor, and I'm like, he wouldn't be alive, right? <laughs> is, is it that? Isn't that when that was happening? I believe I, he gets split in two or something. Right, and also loses an arm, and like there's not enough blood, and also you would die of shock pretty immediately and like blood loss, and he just keeps talking and keeps going and keeps giving advice, and I'm like, honey, no, no, just no, just die. You're good. You. You're you're cut literally in half. Like you can go, you can go. It's okay. Um, I remember texting you during that, just so confused how this guy was just oh kicking when he was literally like bisected. I'm like, what? The- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just how. I mean, look at the last like five episodes of part two where JoJo had like bled out like gal a gallon of blood, and he's still like <laughs> kicking. <laughs> Okay, right, but there was also the part in part two, like, just this past week that I was texting you, and it was like, that's a lot of blood for that kind of wound. Like, I don't I don't think that would happen. Um, yeah. I, so, so, 
the wounds that shouldn't bleed a whole lot bleed a lot lot and then the wounds that like literally your organs would be falling out of your your like your cavity um there's not a, there's no blood really and he's just like yeah okay time for me to monologue and encourage you <laughs> I'm like yeah all right all right Jojo's bizarre adventure yeah. um but also that was that weird weird scene where like they were neck wrestling essentially yeah because they were tied tied to each other's necks yeah yeah that's how you do things what the f- is this show <laughs> oh my god how do you neck wrestle with some ah and they were also like brought back to life and like it was inaccurate history which is a little annoying by the way um but then again we're also talking about a show with like vampire horses so you know yeah um I don't even uh, Jojo alright quiz time oh no what's your favorite parody name of part one favorite parody name yeah cause obviously Jojo has a lot of names based off of bands okay right well in part one we're just talking about the Jonathan timeline here at this point right Correctamundo. Okay. That's a dumb question for you to ask me because you know the answer. Because you okay. know they're one of my favorite bands. <laughs> you can't pick Speedwagon. <laughs> How can I not pick Speedwagon? Pick a minor character. Because <laughs> Speedwagon would be the answer for everything. Speedwagon. Uh, who? Um, now I have to remember... Who, who, who? Okay, can we just name off names for you? Because I have them all in front of me. Sure, why not? We got Wang Chun. Oh my god. Ton Petty. Dyer. Straight So. <laughs> Doobie. Oh Sticks. Um. Honestly, because I remember it being the one that stuck out to me the most, besides Speedwagon, <laughs> um, Tom Petty, because I was like, wait, did they literally just say Tom Petty? But they didn't. His name is Tom Petty. It's definitely Tom Petty. That's the best one. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite. And also, I really like Tom, Tom Petty, so. I would, I would We're assume. We'll go with that one. But also, the real answer is Speedwagon. Yeah. I would assume in part two, your favorite minor <laughs> parody name would be Loggins. I think Loggins would would be my favorite minor of uh, part two because uh, holy god I love Kenny Loggins. <laughs> holy god I love Kenny Loggins. Holy god I love Kenny Loggins. I love Kenny Loggins. I don't know how many times I can say that I love Kenny Loggins but I love Kenny Loggins. I mean it, it gets to the, part, the point in like part three where there's literally a character named Vanilla Ice so... <laughs> At some point, they're just like, eh. But I, I mean, it's, J- it's Japan, so like copyright laws are, they don't have to give a fuck. Right. Well, and um, I, I mean, I, I don't, some of them, they didn't really go that far off of them. Like, like ACDC? ACDC, like I immediately knew what they were going for on that one. Uh, Wamu, you had to explain to me. Cars is pretty obvious. Cars is pretty obvious. Um, I had to I had to look up Lisa Lisa because 
um, despite the fact that I'm a black hole of pop culture knowledge, especially in the eighties, I did not know that band. Yeah. Um, I probably could have gone my whole life without knowing that band and been okay. <laughs> but beside the point, <laughs> what Anyways, is this show? What is this show? It's it's fantastic. Is what you should be uh, talking about. It's a it's a you know it's a show about vampires, family. Thought about family. It's like the Fast and Furious of anime. I haven't seen the Fast and Furious. I mean, the Fast and Furious films are like the biggest movie franchise of all time now. So, um, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little. What? No joke. Like. No, no. I, I, I know that you're not joking with me, but I still. But those last, like, those last, the last, like, four movies they've done have been real good, in a way that that film series should never have been good. Also, Tokyo Drift is still the best film. Fight me on that. Anyways, part one. Tom Petty. Which probably Tom Petty. Um, stone mask thing that just turns you into a vampire. Right. Which is a, I guess, a prequel to what happens in part two. Or like a foreshadowing or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was a lot of build up and, um, you know, vampires out of nowhere. I was like, oh, okay. There are vampires now. Um. That's that's how you know, like that's how it sets the tone. It's like, oh, vampires now. Okay, sure, why not? I mean, yeah, yeah. I kind of like. All right, they're vampires. This is this is vampires now, and um, like at one point, Dio like gets cut in half, and his animation is like slightly off, and um, and he's like, you know what? This this makes sense. Okay, I. I I'm not even going to be upset because he got cut in half and why not? Vampires. Vampires. Uh, it's such a weird show. And then there is the shocking finale. Is that with all one. the fire and everything? The boat. Oh, the boat. The boat. I'm on a boat. Because like, cause you didn't know that was going to happen. And you know, no. I was just like. I think I was like, oh, well, this is the final episode of part one. or I may have mentioned that to you, but like, no. Yeah, this part one just ends very abruptly. <laughs> yeah, it it was like so. Um, Jonathan Arena got married. Yeah. Which, yay for them. Um, yay, yay for marriage. Um, and then there's just like freaking zombie boat. What the heck? Like, why are you gonna ruin a marriage like that, Dio? Because Dio's a jerk, if you haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> right, right. Well, come on, Dio. Um, so Dio also doesn't have a body at this point, right? It's just Dio's head? Correct. A- am I and, remembering correctly? And let me tell you, that will be explained in part three. Oh, God. Because, shocker, Dio's back. Which I oh. guess I guess we 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 see that at the in the post credits teaser for part three. Oh, they bring up they like, bring up the coffin of Dio. There is a thing in the water. Burr, 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 burr. And it's like Dio. Um. <laughs> you're like, oh no, he's back. So yeah, he he decapitated himself, and then he's like, I'm gonna have Jonathan's body as my own, which is kind of creepy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, oh. um. All the while, the boat's exploding. <laughs> Right. 
explosions are happening. Um, poor Arena is real stressed out. Um, because it's like revealed then that she's she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, also the boat is exploding. Also the boat's exploding. Um, it was uh Wang Chan who was like blocking up all the mechanics, right? Yeah, if I remember remembering this right, where like the boat's all like messed up because his body's just like chilling in the middle of the yep. Of yep. The, the bits. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> um, there's another baby that Arena has to protect because, of course, which that gets explained later. <laughs> it does. It does. Um. It, yeah, and man, Jonathan, it was a kind of a sad send off. I like the last line here on the the JoJo wiki of, of for Phantom Blood. The ship explodes with both men inside as Arena escapes in Dio's coffin, pregnant with Jonathan's child and protecting a surviving infant whose parents were killed in the attack on the ship, thus setting in motion the events of the entire series. <laughs> wow. Um. So, I want you to know that on the actual Wikipedia, it's different, but it's very very similar. Um. Passing away with Dio's head in his arms, whilst Arena and the baby hide and de- whilst when Dio's <laughs> bomb-proof coffin to protect them from the explosion, Arena is eventually rescued near the Canary Islands a day later and vows to pass on the truth of what happened on February eighth, eighteen eighty-nine, to the unborn child she conceived with Jonathan and generations to follow. Wait, and that's the end of part one. <laughs> did she conceive the baby with Jonathan on February eighth, eighteen eighty-nine, or is that when they died? Or it didn't happen the same day. I mean, I don't think they <laughs> they boned and then they died. I mean, that would make well, it really tragic. That would be real messed up. Yeah, it would be really tragic. Don't um, go to Bone Town on the day you die. But they just got married, so like, you'd probably be boning. <laughs> I'd be boning if I just got married. Please don't listen <laughs> to this, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, maybe you should just edit that out. <laughs> nope, leaving it in. All right, all right. Um, uh, now that my face is entirely red, um, oh. let's talk about my favorite of the Joe Stars. So part one ends, big explosion on the boat, and then the, the next episode, because this is still season one, is part two, and we have fast-forwarded to the future. The year 1938... So future. The city, New York. Whoa. The United States of America. Welcome to part two. Hello, part two. Battle tendency. Man, I just want to mention. <laughs> I just want to mention. So I didn't like the intro at all. For part one, I hated it. I didn't like it at all. Even the expanded version, I did not like. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Roundabout is a great closing theme. That worked perfectly. So, when we got into Battle Tenancy, and we get Bloody Stream, and we get all the pastels and beauty, and the weird arm that is a circle, <laughs> um, that is Caesar, uh... I'm kind of in love with that opening. Like, I'm really kind of in love with it. Uh, the, the bad thing is, though, that, like, you know, with, with how Toonami airs their anime shows, they kind of chop and screw the oh, they the openings and endings. 
So it's like a 30 second version of a 90 second song. So it's like real yeah. weird and disjointed, except for Roundabout. Right. And I texted you and I was like, the opening theme sounds not right. It sounds like it ends before it's supposed to. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's because it does. And you sent me the actual opening. I'm just like, uh, what have I been doing with my life? Like, <laughs> this has pastels. This has All beautiful the pastels. music. Like, it I does. To that and it, it's it's wonderful. And um, and given that it's got my my two favorite bros and their their bromance. What bros in the, the opening? Oh my god. Joseph and Caesar are freaking phenomenal, like best characters, hands down. Like if I can give you like a top three of characters, no. If I could give you a top three of characters of just JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it's gonna be it's gonna be Joseph, it's gonna be Caesar, and it's gonna be Speedwagon. Like, period, <laughs> end of story. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and that's just given what I've watched so far, but I also I'm it's gonna take a lot to dethrone them. I mean, they basically introduced Joseph, and like right away, you know he's way different than John, and like he has way more personality. He's way more fun. He's so snarky and sassy, and I love him. I, oh, he's so good. He's so good. Now, um, obviously, I, oh, sorry. I was gonna say there is the weird introduction of like the slightly racist character, though. Oh yeah, of Smokey. <laughs> Yeah, Smokey, um, while while the character is, like, he's good because he's pals with JoJo and everything. Like, he's still kind of a racist character, and that's really yeah. not. Um, but, yeah, we do have an introduction of an actual, like, person of color in this show. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess even though, like, it is kind of, like, a stereotype, like, he he is the character is used infrequently enough to where it's not like overblown to yeah, being like a super stereotype and it's not really like used in a poor way I would say it doesn't come off as like vaudevillian and it doesn't come across as quite as bad as like Bear from Final Fantasy Seven right um so there's that and he also does contribute to the plot and everything and the points when he's there so like I appreciate Smokey. But maybe they should have just toned down the racism a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, also, we just found out his voice actor, like, holy crap. <laughs> so, like, we literally, I we didn't know this until going on the air. But, yeah, we're like, Smokey's voiced by Robbie Damon? Like, what? <laughs> um, when did this happen? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Um and also, since I'm on the topic of voice acting, uh, the actor who did Joseph is freaking good. He is so, so good. Um, like he for pulled- that character, you really need to get over like the snark, mm-hmm. the sarcastic nature that he has. And this guy just does an A-plus job on it. Um, I'm probably going to say it wrong. Ben Diskin sure we'll go with that is is the the voice actor and like nailed it um because that's the thing is i like him so let me clarify i like jojo joseph so much because he's just a sass machine and um i i have a 
high tendency to love characters that are just like giant balls of sass. Like, yes, please give me more. Um, <laughs> and probably the most sass machine character I've ever seen in media. And he, he does have some of like a slight cockiness to him, but it comes across more as just like a smart than, than like full of himself. And so I, I appreciate that balance. So he, he, he's likable because he's not so like over the line. Right. Um, he's just, he's perfect. I love Joseph Joestar. Which the part two voice cast is like just very good. I mean, you got, like we've talked about, we got Joseph and Smokey. There's, you know, Keith Silverstein reprising his role as Speedwagon. Bryce Pappenbrook. Old Pappenbrook as Caesar. Wendy Lee. Uh, Wendy Lee as Lisa Lisa. Lisa. Dan Warren, who, if you've played Persona as the old Igor voice, is <laughs> Von Stroheim, which is very, very goofy. Oh. Uh, Stephanie Shea as uh, Susie Q. It's also very good. Like, there's just top-notch talent yeah, in I, the Part 2 dub. I'm real, real impressed by the dub. Um, which, I'm sure if they've listened to me talk at all about um, about things that we've discussed on this show... Um, I do really try to give dubs a chance, um, usually over subs, um, just personal preference. And this one was really, 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 really well done. I was extremely impressed, um, especially considering that a lot of them did have to have accents. And um, a lot of times when you're pulling off like a British accent, it sounds kind of strained and awkward when you're not British. Right. Um, so I'm impressed. Cause there, there's a, there's a wide variety of nationality characters. And it's cause obviously it starts off in America, but that's like a brief, brief period of time. And then off to Mexico <laughs> and then ends up in parts of Europe as yeah. well to basically end it it's all over the place. Well, and Von Stroheim is like, Okay, so let me mention while I'm on this that Von Stroheim really makes me uncomfortable in a lot of ways um, as a historian. <laughs> yeah, because like a central core group of characters in this in part two is the Nazi army. Well, the Nazi army and like Von Stroheim is always talking about like superior German technology and things. And I'm like, mm. That makes me uncomfortable. Real awkward. Which I don't. They don't necessarily like outright say like, "Oh, these are the Nazis in the show," do they? It's basically like, "Oh, it's the German army." Right. But we also know that it's 1938, 1939, and they're the German army. And he's always talking about the superior German. Oh, technology. right, 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 like, right. We we know you're Nazis. You're yeah. you're some god Nazis. Like you're gross. You're terrible. And it makes me really uncomfortable that sometimes they're like played up as like the saviors at points it's yeah it's um, very uncomfortable when it's like oh the nazis are coming to help out they're the allies what yeah it it, it really really makes me uncomfortable at points like in the same way that um a lot of the like german imagery and attack on titan makes me extremely uncomfortable yeah um just again um and, and it may not even be the fact that i'm a historian but as somebody who has um, 
done some pretty extensive research and also had like a professor who did a lot of like Holocaust studies. I'm like, maybe we should tone that down a little, but uh, there tends to be a really, um, I don't, I don't know exactly the right way to word this, but there tends to be a little bit more of like a glorification of like Nazi Germany and Japanese media that, right that comes across as like more okay to them um when it's really not okay yeah um but it 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 happens a lot more in japanese media than i would say it happens like in western media true um sorry that was a downer (laughs) um that being said von stroheim does have some really funny moments uh, and apparently inspired Guile's hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, which it may sound very weird because we're talking about an anime that came out in like 2012. But you have to remember the JoJo manga came out in the late 80s. So that's literally possible that a character from the early parts of JoJo could inspire a character from Street Fighter 2, which came out in 92. So I, so I feel like Von Stroheim, though, like spends a large portion of part two, like just his torso. <laughs> He's just cut in half. Most He's of just it, yeah. cut in half. Most of this, like part two. I'm like, what's with the superior German technology, dude. You can't even keep your legs. Yeah. But he has all these like robotic features. He has guns coming out of him. He has guns coming out of him and can launch his freaking hand at a villain. It's true. So we, we should set this up a little bit because, the beginning happens, uh, Straiso from part one comes back. He's now a vampire. Whoops. Whoops. Surprise vampire. Surprise vampire. Uh, he comes after Joseph. Joseph kills him. And then Whoops. Joseph learns that Speedwagon is dead. Dead. In Mexico. And he heads off down to Mexico. Has a bit of a cross-dressing incident. Uh, incident is a good way to put it. <laughs> And that's basically the setup for the for part two's antagonist, the Pillarmen. The Pillarmen, yep. Um, so you, you basically like the German army has kind of like found one form of the Pillarmen, like a kind of incomplete form, and they're like they have it under like surveillance, and obviously it gets out because surprise, here comes the bad guy. Is that Santana? Yes. Okay. I forget what I, they actually call him in the dub, but he's Santana. Yeah, it's like Saren, Saren, Saven, Sadviento. Aha! Thanks ah. for thanks for loading, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> he's Santana. And then obviously Speedwagon's alive. He's just down there, chilling. Like, chilling. The German army has kept him alive. Yeah. And then I mean, I'm jo- glad jo- they kept him alive, but yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> And then Jojo has to fight Santana and ends up getting the better of him thanks to the sun. Oh, this is when you get that great introduction to the the one song. Oh, the one by Lotus Juice. Yeah. During the fight, uh, you, you get the one that, that kicks in with the beginning of uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart. I'm like, yeah. wow, that song is a jam. Which I think you initially texted me, you're like, is that owner of a lonely heart? And I was like, <laughs> buddy, <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> it's Lotus Juice. Love. 
and this is where Stroheim gets cut in half, and then we'll eventually come back later as Mecha Stroheim. <laughs> Robo Stroheim. Um, uh, is it is it here? I'm trying to remember exactly when we get the introduction that like JoJo fights with like these weird like ball things. That's is, that's that's when they that's when they introduce the the three pillar men. Oh, okay, because I thought it was really interesting that like his is. He has these weird balls that he fights with, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's a thing. Um, he's great. I love I love JoJo. Anyway, so they, so they beat Santana. They do. They don't have to go be in Mexico anymore. But how about we go to Rome? Yep, let's go to Rome. Let's get let's get JoJo a uh, a hormone teacher. Let's do it. And that's where he runs into Caesar. <laughs> I love Caesar. He basically is like, who's this playboy? <laughs> well, because your introduction to Caesar is him like on a date. Yeah. And man, he is smooth. And JoJo's like trying to show off and like trying to use his hormone to like do some stuff. But, like it, he's very inexperienced at it. It's, like he just like goofs up at it the entire time. Caesar yep. like sends him a glass of water that's been hormone charged, throws it back at him. Jojo's like, I could do this. And it's like dumps water on himself. <laughs> and then they get into a fight near a fountain. It's, it's real dumb. Oh, that's when you find out the Caesar fights with bubbles. Yes. <gasps> I love that he fights with bubbles. Because he like he, he kisses a girl and charges her up. Yeah. <laughs> an attack. <laughs> I want to fight with bubbles. And then also, that's also when you you meet Lisa Lisa, who legit one of the coolest mother characters in this show. Because basically, like they kind of like they introduce her as like this. She's like a boat attendee at first, like or she's disguised as one. Yeah. And JoJo's like, "Who's this boat attendee giving me lip?" <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, she could kick your ass five shades of tomorrow, pretty much." Well- well, and we also know that there's a Street Fighter character based off of her. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I remember I texted you. I was like, wait a minute. She fights with a scarf. That seems familiar. <laughs> and then you Googled it, and you're like, yeah. So, Street Fighter it, apparently taking all the cues from uh, from JoJo. Street Fighter just completely just ripped off JoJo. That's the, the key thing we're, we're learning here. <sighs> Man... <laughs> I mean, Street Fighter is not nearly weird enough. <laughs> it should be. But I guess before they meet Lisa Lisa, they meet the Pillar Men who awaken yep. thanks to, once again, the Nazis. Yeah. And they have like their weird like butt diaper things that they they run around in. They, and... just po- they, they like to pose, let their hair flow, look real ripped with their butts out. And their butts out. Who doesn't like to run around and pose with your butt out? They they literally cut up the entire German army. The uh, one of them walks through Caesar's friend and cuts him in half. Yeah, that was messed up. It was. So you meet Wamu, ACDC, and Cars, and then this is where JoJo gets the two rings of death, where one's placed around like his windpipe, the other around his heart. He has to defeat Wamu and ACDC to gain the antidotes, which is in their nose rings. <laughs> Which is gross. <laughs> it's really gross. Um, and that's why they have to go to find Lisa Lisa to help them train and become better. Or else they're going to die. 
One was a lip piercing, though, wasn't it? Yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah, you're right on that. Okay. Um. Yeah, the wedding rings were, were a thing. Also, um, the. I think at that point you're introduced the the red zone of um, which I thought it was Asia, but it's not Asia. It's it's pronounced Asia. Asia. It's pronounced yeah. that way, but it's, AJA. AJA. Um. So that. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. Um, I hope people are completely there. understanding and, and following along here because it's still ridiculous. <laughs> no, there's no way you can follow this because it's... <laughs> what is this show? Right? Oh my god, what is it? So Lisa Lisa puts them under a training regimen where they have to like climb... The, the pillar. The pillar that's covered with oil and they can only climb with Hamon. But also, Jojo has, like, a mask on to control his breathing. So, like, he's not being effective at all or anything. <laughs> he looks like a dog who's been muzzled. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, This is, like, the beginning of the, the Caesar-Jojo bromance, though. Like, yes. Caesar is legitimately concerned that, that, um, that Jojo's not skilled enough to to get up the tower and is gonna die and all that it was it was it was real emotional he's, like, he's complained to lisa lisa and lisa, lisa just stands there's like if he can't climb the tower he's not worthy of my time <laughs> makes her sound like she just smoked a carton of cigarettes when she said that <laughs> yeah he really too <laughs> which i mean she does smoke so yeah but, that's true it's canon wow okay um it's- yeah, that was that was real messed up. Um, and then they they get training from uh from Kenny Loggins and Loggins and Messina. Messina. Um, although most people don't know about the Messina part of the Loggins history, but they're not you, so right. But like Loggins and Messina was good. Kenny Loggins as a solo artist is better, but <laughs> Loggins and Messina. Anyway, uh. They are the the new teachers. Yes. So they climb the tower. They win. Jojo has been approved of, and then now he fights ACDC. Da-na-na-na. Who he's able to defeat, but there's a twist. Once he's leaving the battlefield, you see the brain of ACDC on the back of Jojo. <laughs> also, I want to talk about like how great he... So Jojo throughout the series, uh, throughout his part of the series continuously like has moments where he's like and now you're gonna say this this and this and this and then the character immediately is like how did you do, 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 do but uh <laughs> and like says exactly what he was gonna say and so um like he's really really clever in that sense but it, it's funny how he always just is one step ahead of everybody and pulls off the weirdest nonsense like right um in this entire fight i remember there was just like the it was like a string of something. I couldn't remember exactly what it is, but like he just like wrapped it around all these crazy spikes so that he could like use. Um, oh, by the way, Logan's dies. Rip your um, piece. So he like uses all of this to like entangle ACDC and obliterate him. I was like, dang, that's so impressive. Um, but yeah, the brain is definitely there. 
Whoops. Which leads to the next episode, which is basically like, which is real weird in hindsight, especially if you know what to know the relationship between these two characters when JoJo yeah. is like spying on Lisa Lisa when she's in the bath. Yeah. And it's like, oh, buddy, that's no, don't do that. Don't, don't do that in general, but also right. don't do that in this circumstance. Don't be creepy. And the train disapproves of the creepiness. Um, don't be creepy. And also like, don't be creepy. Don't be creepy on who this person is. Right. Which I guess it is a spoiler episode, so we can say who she is if we would yeah. like, but or we could wait till later. It's up to you. Well, we we can wait till later. Let's let's give the the the, the listeners the same benefit <laughs> that the the anime viewers had. Uh, but anyways, the brain of ACDC kind of tagged along with JoJo, takes over and then Q. takes over Susie Q, which basically almost kills her. Yep. Somehow she survives. And then it's like, oh, well, you, you have to kill this girl in order to, to kill me. But, or boy, JoJo does it anyways. Also, ACDC, while possessing Suzy Q, sends the Redstone of Asia to, like, Switzerland. Yep. As a way to, like, be a misdirection. But then ACDC dies for realsies this time. And now, road trip! <laughs> I have to read you the last line of the the episode of this. It says, As Cars appears to attack the Lodge, Joseph learns that the leader of the German group is none other than Stroheim, who has since become a cyborg. Yeah, because like the, the end of that episode is like, they, they travel to Switzerland, they're like going by car to catch this train, which the Redstone's on, Yep. and then like the, the train stops, and it's being like halted and searched, and then it's like, they're like, oh, is that the German army? <laughs> and then it's like revealed, like, here's von Stroheim, and he's half cyborg now, because, sure. Yeah, all right. Um, it's not even the weirdest thing that happens in this. So, like, yeah, okay, <laughs> you're you're cyborg now. Let's do this. Which they find out in Switzerland that uh, Wamu and Cars are there as well. Cars is like, yo, what's up? I'm gonna take the red stone back. And he basically he cuts down like all of the German soldiers in this house except for von Stroheim because he can't detect him because <laughs> he's half cyborg. Yeah. And then this is the episode where like with the cliff and everything, oh, where JoJo were, like some more bromance. It's more bromance. So basically, it's a whole thing where Cars and JoJo are gonna fall down a cliff with the redstone, but JoJo's able to outsmart him and climb back up the cliff supposedly leaving cars down there but of course it's cars well happening again i'm not gonna let you leave this without talking about this bromance what what's so great about this is that jojo starts creating this like icicle bridge type thing and then caesar (laughs) realizes that's how jojo's gonna think so he starts creating one going down to him and i'm just like they're such pals i love this um, so they start thinking alike. But then the other half of the episode happens, and yeah. the rift between them happens. And then the bromance is dead. And the bromance is dead. So like they get into a fight, and then Caesar's like, I'm gonna go prove my manliness and my family's honor by go fighting Wamu. And everyone's like, uh, no, don't do that. That's a bad idea. And he's like, no, I'm gonna do it anyways. <sighs> and then Lisa Lee says, like, you know, you shouldn't have said those things, Jojo, because, like, it takes his family very seriously and he's like uh oh unlock backstory 
Um, this is also where JoJo's an asshole to a cat. So that's true. That was really upsetting. You hear that guy go? Right. I was so upset. He was so mean to him. Um, but yeah, we unlocked Caesar's backstory, which basically goes into the next episode where you learn of Caesar and his dad and the Pillarmen. How the Pillarmen ate his dad. <laughs> they literally ate his dad. Yeah. And Caesar was a young crime boy. And then he has the fight with Wamu. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I guess I'll talk about it then. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. So they have the fight. And it does not go well for Caesar. It doesn't. It's a blood bubble. The blood bubble. Wamu's like, the I respect scarf. you as a warrior. I will leave this blood bubble with your scarf and and the the ring, the the antidote. The antidote. And then also there's the religious iconography of Caesar being crushed by a, a giant stone cross. piece that looks like a cross. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was intense. That that it was literally like a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It it hurt. It hurt a lot. It hurt a whole whole lot. Oh. It's all. I I would say though as well. Like it's a good. There's a good scene at the end there, like where, the show allows both both Joseph and Lisa Lisa to show like immense emotion because yeah. especially Lisa Lisa because she's been seen as like the stern, hard nosed like teacher. And, like, she just breaks down, like, when she learns it. And so does Joseph as well. Like, he's, like, a character as well. You don't really see him show that type of emotion. And, like, both of them break down in the same way. And it's, like, I think it was, like, an excellent way to show, like, how real these characters are. Like, how they can express different emotions. And also, it's, like, to let, like, your your tough protagonist basically be able to break down and cry like that. That's what I was going to say is that... You know, you wouldn't expect a character who, for one, looks the way Joseph does and mm-hmm. um, in some ways behaves the way he does to to be allowed to express himself in like a very emotional way. Um, and I, for one, very much appreciate that. Like, I think it is a great thing. Let men cry, period. Let boys cry, please. Um, so I was glad that they were... Like, you know, clearly Caesar meant a lot to these two people. Let them have their emotions. And I think even the narrator says something like, despite the fact they're in enemy territory, like, they break down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really understandable. But it, like you said, it's really human and it's really real. And uh, it, it it hurt. Um, you can attest to the fact that I was, I was yeah. hurting pretty, pretty hard. You were, real, that, so. you were real upset. Also, I guess, like, as well... This is a kind of a, a side, but it also shows like a different aspect of Wamu's character because he's not like the rest of the Pillar Men. Like he has like this warrior spirit within him. Yeah. And he's like, like I'm not even gonna fight those two. Like they need to grieve. I respected Caesar as a warrior himself. Like we had our battle. That's done. I'm gonna fight JoJo in the future. I know that, but not now. That would be way too like that would be a cheap shot. Like and he's like, I won't do that. I mean. Which, which, I give Wamu credit. Like, he's the least of all the pillar men. Yeah. <laughs> it, it also it just ties in later to what, like, Cars does and in, like, the final episodes as well. But, like, Wamu, you're a bad guy, but, like, you have you have a heart of gold? You're, you're the best of the bad guys. Yeah. 
give you some credit, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, Wamu was at least somewhat likable in the sense that he he did have that that um, I, I guess he also had um, an aspect of like humanity to him um, yeah. that the other pillar men just don't have, especially in comparison to like cars who just mm-hmm. bleh. Bleh. <laughs> cars is a doo doo head. Cars is a doo doo head. Cars is the worst. So you have that emotional episode, and then the next episode is like, okay, you, we've had our emotions. <laughs> what if we ramp, we ramp up the ridiculousness to a, another level? Like, vampire horses. Also, the return of, like, a butt-ton of vampires. I, that messed with me. I was really confused. <laughs> I was so Cause, confused. Because it's basically like JoJo and Lisa Lisa have, like, have their emotional moment. They're like, they, they recompose, and then it's like, oh... Here's a vampire. <laughs> so so dumb. And then vampire horses at the end, which that's such a great phrase in general, and also just vampire horses. It's it's a phrase. Um God oh, vampire it just the, mm, it was so weird. I I don't understand this show. What is happening? <laughs> And then, like, this is an episode, uh, it's, according to this, that... Um, it's another backstory episode. Backstory episode, um, which, in the middle of the freaking bonkersness that is vampire horses... <laughs> yeah, here's some backstory. backstory. God, what is this show? <laughs> so this is where you learn that Lisa Lisa knows Erina, like, and, and, like, she has a photograph of her, and JoJo's like... That's weird. Why would she have this? <laughs> um, yeah, because she's the baby. Well, one yeah. of the babies. Well, right. She's not, like, the in-womb baby. No, she, she, Lisa Lisa is basically the, the baby that they saved on the ship, whose parents died, and then set up the rest of the series. Yep. As the, as the wiki said. Yep. Um, and she was raised by Strazo, right? Yes. Right. Before he turned to a vampire. Right. Well, she wasn't raised by vampire Strazo. <laughs> Can you imagine how weird that would be? I say as we talk about vampire horses. Speaking of vampire horses. Oh, my God. We've got a chariot race to have. Um, with JoJo wearing the bandana because, yep. yes, I raise my glass to you, JoJo. So we have Wamu versus Jojo with a chariot race of and they're attached horses. to with vampire horses. Also, there are vampires trying to intervene in <laughs> the fight. The, the like the Coliseum they're in is like is surrounded with vampires as well because obviously. My eye is literally twitching just thinking <laughs> about this. What is this show? Also, this is where Wamu gouges out his own eyes. Yes, he does. And, and while he becomes a unicorn. Yeah, he <laughs> puts his horn out. Also, this is where he, he's like dangling while stuck in one of the horses. <laughs> and then there's like crossbows as well. Which JoJo's like, I'm going to get the, the big, big one. one. He's like, I can't cock it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's It's... And then this basically is where it ends, where, like, Wamu hits him with the crossbow and then shoots his severed arms at Jojo, choking him, and that's how the episode ends. 
<laughs> I forgot about choking him with the friggin' severed arms. Oh my god. Oh, he just flings his freaking arms at him and oh my. What is this kind of show? Great. Uh, that's a word. <laughs> uh, the next episode is the finale of the Jojo Wamu extravaganza. The showdown. The showdown. Which Jojo is able to defeat Wamu because he's like doing his ultimate attack by using fire and Caesar's bandana. Mm. Pour one out for your boy Caesar. I wish I could, but I'm in my bed. So if I pour out this water, it's going to be a real tragedy. And then JoJo's like, here, I'll give you some of my blood so you don't have to suffer. And one was like, why would you pity me? <laughs> and then also the vampires attack at this point as well. And then JoJo and Wamu fend off the vampires. <laughs> yeah, because, okay. Um, oh, you get the hair reveal. So this is the beginning of Cars versus Lisa Lisa, the other half of the showdown in the Coliseum because part one was Wamu versus Jojo. The other part was Lisa Lisa versus cars for the battle for the redstone of Asia. And this is also where cars shows he's a real asshole. Yeah. Like the definition of like you thought that Dio was an asshole, but it was me cars. <laughs> he basically just like cheap shots. Lisa Lisa stabs her and then like basically Literally hangs her stabs by her, her in the back. Yeah. Literally stabs her in the back and then hangs her by her feet and like forces Jojo to like hold her up. Also, here comes Stroheim with his men in UV lights. They're back. And Speedwagon and Smokey are there. Speedwagon like, and Smokey just randomly show up because the Speedwagon Foundation. Why not? Um, also, it, it, it kind of grossed me out, I'll be completely honest with you, that like cars like pops a hole in Lisa Lisa's feet and then yeah. like runs the, the cord through it. Like, oh, it, yeah, it was really gross. It was really, really gross. Um, so, Cars is an asshole and cheap shots and everything. And, like, he had where, like, none of the warrior spirit that yeah. Wop had. He basically said, he's like, do you think I was going to fight with the same bullshit warrior code that Wamu has? Like, f*** that. And, Car and JoJo's like, you asshole. Good. <laughs> and then this, the cliffhanger of this episode is Smokey being like, Jojo doesn't know that Lisa Lisa's his mom. Which I I was so mad because um, my DVR cut that part off, which I knew already that that was yeah. the case. But it literally just cut off the line that Lisa Lisa's his mother. And I'm like, well, okay then. Uh, it was because it was showing that weird, weird thing on Toonami. But... Thanks, Toonami. Yep, good job. We were also worried that we that it wouldn't show because it yeah. was on April Fool's. Yeah, that's true as well. So I don't know if I knew Lisa Lisa was his mom at this point when I watched the Japanese version. So that might have just been like a huge reveal for me. Like, <gasps> what? But it also makes that whole like peeping in on her taking a bath scene real mm -hmm. bad. Real bad. Um. So... Jojo is now holding his mother that he does not know is his mother up over like crystallized spikes yep. by her feet that a rope is going through while he's bleeding, she's bleeding, and Cars is laughing. And basically he's going to attack them at any moment, which leads us to the next episode, which is basically what happens. And also, hey, you want some more backstory? Always. Let's learn about Jojo's dad, 
George Joestar II, George Joestar Jr., who wasn't as cool as Jonathan or Joseph because he doesn't have a, a J.O. name, so obviously he wasn't going to be a protagonist, but al- but also was a a fighter pilot in World War One. He was. And then was murdered by a zombie. <laughs> he also was that. Um, I was a little upset that the, the anime doesn't, say that he was in the RAF or Royal Air Force um like they they use like some kind of weird knockoff and yeah, I'm not like, sure why it yeah it, I don't know exactly maybe maybe there's a copyright on the can, RAF can, can you copyright the RAF I don't know like there was some reason they didn't say it but yeah they like skirted around it and also this is like how you learn how Lisa Lisa is Jojo's mom and how she had to like change her name because everyone thought she killed this commander. That well, I mean, she did, but yeah. they didn't realize the dude was also a zombie and zombie. killed George. Um, and also, this is where you see Fat Baby Joseph. Fat Baby Joseph. He's so fat. <laughs> He's a real chubster. He's so fat. Oh man. Um. Yeah. It's f-ing zo- sorry, the zombie. <laughs> Jerk. That's so dumb. <laughs> so uh, dumb. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she, she's she been in hiding and... And then Speedwagon finds Speedwagon her. Speedwagon found, found her and pulled off his amazing Speedwagon-ness and saved, saved the day. Speedwagon is the ultimate bro. He really is. Like, Speedwagon is like, you know what? I really like Jonathan. We were bros. I'm going to do anything for his family. And I'm like... Ride or die, man. Ride or die. I Speed like Wagon's it. Speedwagon's the man. He is. He's 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 a good peep. But anyways, uh, JoJo's able to smart cars again. Sends him down into the crystallized spikes, which Stroheim's Ouch. men shoots him with the ultraviolet beams. But they didn't realize that he had the the stone mask and also the red stone of Asia and plants it on his face. And what's up? I'm the ultimate being. Yeah, whoops. Um, and so Von Stroheim the entire time was like, I did not know, I did not mean to. And he's like, he's like a four-year-old trying to like convince people that he did nothing wrong. It was really... All the while Smokey's like, we gotta tell Jojo that his mom's Lisa Lisa. And every time he tries, he's like, but, like no. No, you can't do that. You cannot do that. No, no, no. So that leads us to the penultimate episode, which Toonami randomly showed this in the finale back to back. Yeah, they did. Which we didn't realize until like. No, we didn't. <laughs> you were, I think it was you were like, "Oh, Toonami's saying that they're showing another episode of JoJo after this," and I was like, "Uh, what?" Yeah, it Excuse said me? up next uh, JoJo, and I was like, "What? What? Why is JoJo coming on again?" Guess they had to get rid of it, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so the penultimate episode, aka. The second to last episode, aka the beginning of one of the craziest finales that I've ever seen in any medium, bar none. I was so friggin' confused this entire time. Just like, what the heck is happening? Uh, uh, like, start the off least with... weird thing is the fact that Volcano is labeled as Volcano on the map. <laughs> like, that is the most normal thing in this entire episode. It's so dumb. Let's start off the episode with some vampire squirrels. Right, vampire squirrels were weird. <laughs> what cars the is heck? Like, cars is like, hey, I can, I can create any form of life and everything. Also, the sun's out. Everyone's like, yay, cars is dead. The vampires are all dying. Cars is like, 
son. I don't care. Whatever. What Shrug shoulders. Uh, Joseph invokes the family secret once again. Run away as fast as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Which he, he and Smokey, Smokey are just like running away. <laughs> Jojo's like, why are you doing this? You don't have to run with me. He's not going after you. Oh, <laughs> Smokey tried. And then like random plane. <laughs> Jojo jumps off a cliff and then you just see a plane fry, fly up. And it's him in a plane. Like, how did he jump into a plane and get it in the air that quickly? <laughs> Where was the plane hanging out? Like, was it in the water? Was it on a cliff? Where did this plane come from? How does JoJo know how to fly a plane? Genetics. Oh, my God. I don't think airplane, like, I don't think aviation is genetic. I mean, it is in this universe. <laughs> All right. Well, so jo- JoJo has a plane now. <laughs> So he, he comes up with a plan to drop, basically him and Cars are having a dog fight, except Cars is just flying, because he, he just grew wings he's all of a sudden. His wings. Yeah. Uh, Jojo has a plan to lure him to a volcano, which apparently is is around Italy. It is around Italy. And this is when Speedwagon's like, your mom's Lisa Lisa. And Jojo's like, oh, huh. Well, anyways, I'm going to dump him into this little volcano. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, like, random piranhas appear. <laughs> So, like, Cars shoots off, like, wings at him, and it damages the plane, and then they randomly just turn into piranhas and start eating like at him. The armadillo <laughs> skin things, and then, yeah. like, it, it, it becomes piranhas, and they're chomping on the airplane and going to crash it. And um, I saw on Twitter, I don't I don't remember who exactly posted it, but it was really funny. Somebody said um, some of the effect of, like, please check the overhead bins for piranhas before you take <laughs> off. And I was like, oh my god, that's really funny. So but yeah, good. random piranhas can crash a plane. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, there's piranhas now. Surprise piranhas. Um, uh, Joseph basically, Cars basically attaches himself to the front of the plane. Jojo, Jojo's going to crash it into the volcano. And then here pops up Stroheim, who just was randomly on the plane as well. <laughs> with half his body. Shoots his hand. Oh jeez! It it really makes no sense. But um, in the hand that he shoots just like is pinning cars there somehow because yeah, um, and like JoJo is complaining that he can't use his parachute because piranhas ate it. Um, <laughs> <sighs> uh, and then he he falls into that. Uh, Cars falls into the volcano, and that's your cliffhanger for the fun for the finale. It is. <laughs> Which oh, buddy. So basically, that begins on the volcano. Uh, Joseph's like, "Yay, we won!" Cars is trying to like form a new skin to help him not melt. He fails once, and then comes back out. Or he basically it looks like he's dead. They're cel- uh, Jojo and Stroheim are celebrating, and then <laughs> Jojo goes to pick up Stroheim, and then. Jojo's arms gets cut off. Oh, it was so sad. And again, the voice actor nailed it because he sounded like he was legitimately in a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, it usually when people are in pain in anime, they don't sound like it's real pain. Like this legitimately sounded like somebody hurt him. Like mm-hmm. who hurt you? Uh, um <laughs> Cars. Cars is like in this like 
black skinned air type bubble skin that protects him from lava. Basically, he's, he's going to kill Jojo. Yeah. Because he's, he's the ultimate being. Uh, Jojo just randomly has the redstone of Asia <laughs> and uses yeah. that as a counterattack. Why does he have this? How did that happen? Um, and that's, again, not even the weirdest part of this episode. So he uses that, and that also causes the volcano to erupt and the island to shoot into the sky. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so just flying on this, like, piece of land. And then JoJo's able to send cars out into space. <laughs> he launches cars into space. By using his his severed arm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I, I how? But it was me, the severed arm. <laughs> so cars is like trying to like find a way to use the gravitational pull of Earth to to get back to Earth, but then he just starts freezing. He's like, oh, oh no! And then you just see him float away. It's like this frozen being. The neighbor is like, cars froze to death and was never seen again. <laughs> floating off into space good and then you see jojo on the volcano island as it falls back down to earth and he's just like well i'm dead yeah he's Rip like i accept everything and then like you see um like a day of death and everything on the bottom right corner it basically yeah they they they're like jo- joseph joestar deceased and then it cuts to new york and you see everyone at a funeral so you're like obviously oh, it was joseph's funeral yep Everyone's all real sad. Arena's there. Smokey, Speedwagon. Your all your faves are there. Lisa, Lisa, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa. They're all pretty much like getting ready to go, and then you just like <laughs> you see, you just hear like loud, boisterous person like coming, and like these guards are like, "Why are you interrupting this funeral? Like, how rude are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and like, obviously, you recognize the voice because here comes. Here comes Joseph making the most baller reintroduction by right? crashing his own funeral. Oh my god, it was so good. And not only did he crash his own funeral, he reveals that like he's married and has a prosthetic hand from Storheim and he just like keeps doing this weird like finger twitching thing with it. Yeah. So he's married to Susie Q now, like randomly as well. And they're like he's like, Didn't you tell everyone that I was coming? And she's like I forgot. <laughs> she was supposed to tell everybody through a telegram that he was not dead. Um, Whoops. She she nursed him back to health. Um, and to be fair, in the earlier episode after he saved her, he did say he would see her again. So yeah. uh, They did set this up. But they, still. They, so they're married. <laughs> what um, a baller way to come back. <laughs> for real. Like, crash your own dang funeral. Like, Yeah. Perfect. Okay. I love it. So good. It's and, like the perfect ending for, for Joseph. It really, really is. And then you get the recap of like all the other characters are like what they what happened to them. Which that's, that's a trope. I just forget like what the, the movie is that everyone references when they say that, but you basically see like uh Arena dies peacefully while while surrounded by family. Uh, what happens? I forget what happens to Lisa. 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 Lisa gets married to like a Hollywood producer. Oh right, yeah. And she's just like she's she's she goes off and does her own thing. Uh, <laughs> Speedwagon 
basically just continues doing what he's doing. An God. eternal bachelor. Oh. <laughs> the last of the speed wagons. That's so sad. It's very sad. Smokey oh. becomes a uh, man. The, I was proud of Smokey. He becomes the first black mayor in the city in Georgia. Heck yeah. He he uh. He rocked it. I'm I'm proud of Smokey Brown. Uh, Stroheim dies in the Battle of Stalingrad in 1943, and they're like he never saw Joseph again. <laughs> um, and I did mention to you that uh that a uh, superior German technology was definitely a failure at the Battle of Stalingrad. So, uh... <laughs> but they do they do leave him on like the last image you see of him is like him busting out like four different guns out of his torso, which is real dumb. It's real ridiculous. <laughs> um, but the Battle of Stalingrad was really brutal. Um, although I'm confused as to how he can die i mean he's a cyborg does it have to be a headshot is that I, what kills i guess it would have to be all right all right then we Tec- get the epilogue then we get the epilogue where you you fast forward to the 1980s at jfk international airport the best of the decades <laughs> which to see you see these two guys like this old this old man gets his foot run over by a briefcase and he he's very angry angry at the japanese Yep. As he says, but he do, he does love the them Walkmans, which I was kind of sad that that was the line that was changed from the dub to the the <laughs> Japanese. Because he literally he literally he pulls up the Walkman. He's like, I do love those Walkmen. Oh, um, he's he's mad because his daughter married a Japanese yeah. man. Um, so old I man guess. casual racist Joseph Joestar. Right, Joseph Joestar pulling out his casual racism. But you do get to see Joseph is uh, alive and well in the 1980s. Uh, roll, roll credits. Yep. And then uh, post post credits teasers as you see these uh, fishermen pull up a giant crate with the word with the coffin and the words "Dio" emblazoned on it, and then jump cut to a cell, and you see a young man sitting in the cell, glaring menacingly. And that's the end. Yep. Uh, and that's all we've seen. Or uh, that's all I've seen. You've seen more, but I've you don't seen like the first three or four episodes of part three. So. Oh, okay. Um, I do want to talk about before we we wrap this up about how much I absolutely hate the art. You don't like the art, which I, <laughs> I can understand, but like it's a definite. It's a style. No, it's definitely stylistic, and I know that there's a thing that they're going for there, but God, I can't stand it. Like, it is it is bizarre. Um, no pun intended. Yeah, I didn't even think about that when I said it. Uh, I, I just, all the men look just, what are they? <laughs> You're not human. It's like, ridiculous. Like, literally every dude has, like, a 16 pack and like a huge tone butt and like their thighs are the size of me and I just don't understand like what what is happening why are you like that but um, it's Jojo it is it is um I mean I have to give it credit in the sense that it's very iconic and very like memorable and stands out but god I, I don't like it um but in its defense, it does have so many pretty pastel moments. 
I I think you're going to when if we if we watch all the way through part three and we get to part three part four, you are going to love part four because it is it is pastel overload. Oh my god, I love the pastel scenes. Like because because part four takes place in the nineties, <gasps> and they yes. basically just go overboard with like all the pastels and everything. Oh man, is that when we get Savage Garden? Yes, which I haven't seen any of that. So like that's all stuff that i don't really know or anything but like all the screenshots i've seen of it is basically just like yo you like those pastels well how about we make an entire show that's just pastels and that's our art style i love pastels i love the pastel scenes whenever they show up i get real real happy um but it's not the best savage garden song so yes yes we know points there (laughs) lose points What the f*** is this show? <laughs> what is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Somebody please help me out here because it can't be vampire horses. It just can't be. Look, I've I've seen through parts one and two like two times now. I don't have any f***ing idea what the f*** this show is. No, <laughs> I don't either. Like, I have no idea. Like, I've watched it and I still am just like, what is happening? What What is going on? Like, I legit... Through this this entire podcast, there were moments that I was like, "Wait, that actually happened. That was a real thing that happened. What is this show like?" <sighs> I'm real. I'm real interested to see how you take to part three because it it's very. I guess like it's kind of similar to like Persona because like there's characters in that. Like, basically, all the characters have, like, they have their stands, which is, mm-hmm. it's essentially a persona. Interesting. It, can, it comes out and does fighting for you. Also, a lot of the episode titles for part three, like, the first half of part three, are all arcanas. Huh. Interesting. But there is, like, I guess there is a, like, they did dub a couple of the episodes for this. Yeah, uh, Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer as Jotaro, which, man, that is Inspired. A+. plus. It's real good. It's real good casting. Apparently, they were up on like Crunchyroll for like a brief period of time, but like I, I haven't seen anywhere where like those those dub episodes are out and about, and I don't know if they're gonna completely like dub the entire thing. So we're basically gonna have to move to subs at this point, which isn't a bad thing. Like the I'll the live. Japanese the Japanese voices are real good, and you'll get to hear uh, old man Joseph just randomly curse and say just. English phrases just at random, just have him yell, "Oh my god!" or "Holy sh!" That's that's what my friend Chris was saying. Is that it, it's worth watching the subs just so that you can hear like random English cursing from old man JoJo. But I don't know. It, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard moving to uh to to a completely different language. But I've done it before, and I'll do it again. It, it definitely, I think, helps as well, just because, like, this is an entirely new cast. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's, you don't really have, like, that crossover. Yeah, like, the only one you would have is, like, is uh, Old Man Joseph, which you briefly got, like, the snippet right. of his so old I'm man not voice. Really, like, attached to his old man voice. Right. But, yeah, maybe if we can somehow find those and track those down, we'll, like, just check those out for posterity's sake. But other than that, it's going to just be the Japanese dub from here on out. I'm just looking at some of like the parody voices and I'm just real I'm getting some goofs. Yo, Vanilla Ice, Kenny G, 
Oingo and Boingo. I love that Oingo and Boingo are there. Um, I love Oingo and Boingo, just as a side note. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've mentioned it somewhat in this episode, but um, my friend Ben refers to me as a black hole of pop culture, um, especially in reference to most anything in the decade of the 1980s. Uh, so a lot of the musical references really make me happy. <laughs> They're completely just like right up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big music nerd anyway. Like I, I listen to a lot of stuff that people my age typically don't, um, which <laughs> sounds really pretentious. Like that sounds stupidly pretentious, but, um, it's it's not in the sense of like oh man I listened to like the good music when music was good like no I fully admit I listened to really crappy music like <laughs> I sent you a screenshot of me listening to Survivor's High on You the other day that's not a good song I love that song you totally did um so like I I listen to really strange stuff and my uh, my musical I guess knowledge comes a little bit in handy in JoJo. Except for in the case of Lisa Lisa because that band's terrible. And like literally neither of us like knew like like we had like an idea of like what it could be but we were completely wrong. I honest to god though lost my damn mind when Loggins and Messina were introduced. Like I was so stoked. Well, and and Tom Petty, like I was really excited about that. <laughs> uh it's it's clever um it you know it's the same kind of thing i got excited when i played guilty gear because a lot of the musical references in that like that's the thing that really catches my interest a lot i i can't exactly tell you why but right um like music has literally been a thing in my entire life um like my my mom will attest to the fact that before i could like make my own sentences i knew the words to rem shiny happy people (laughs) Uh, which is so fitting if you know what that song's about. Um, so, so that kind of thing was really one, like one of the elements of the show that was drawing me in. But man, I'm just so freaking confused by this show, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how to unconfuse myself. I don't think um, you can. Once you're in, no, you're in. And that's the thing is that like I don't hate it. I don't hate Joe. It was Bizarre Adventure. Like, I want to because I'm so confused, but I don't. Like, I don't hate it. I've legitimately watched anime that I dislike, and this is not it. I was, you know this, I was excited to watch it every Saturday. I was like, yeah, it's time for JoJo. Let's JoJo. I did forget a few times, but that was because important things were happening. But, um, like, I was legitimately excited to watch it and see what was going to happen, and I I got, like, very, very, very brutally attached to to Joseph and um, Caesar and Speedwagon. So, um, you know, while while I'll sit there and just be like, what the heck is actually happening? What what in the good Lord is this? Um, I don't hate the show. I really do kind of like it. (laughs) Um, And I, I... I feel like most of this episode has been maybe like, what the heck? I hate the show, but I really don't hate the show. There are pastels and great characters and great writing and vampire horses. Yeah, vampire horses. And great musical references and 
And Speedwagon. I mean, just Speedwagon is one of the best anime characters I've ever run into. Period. Also, he's named after one of my favorite bands. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. <laughs> it doesn't. I love Aria Speedwagon. Holy crap, I love Aria Speedwagon. If you haven't listened to Aria Speedwagon lately, after you finish this podcast, go listen to Aria Speedwagon. Just do me a favor. Ah. <laughs> uh. The show is just ridiculous. I think that's the it only is. thing we can say. And I mean, like, maybe that's that's why I, 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 maybe that's why I don't hate it is because like sometimes you just need some kind of like WTF like Bizarro stuff in your life, and like I think that's kind of why I like Adventure Time as well. Is it's sometimes out of left field, and you're like, what? Um. So yeah, those are my thoughts on JoJo. Uh, make of it what you will. <laughs> oh, man. I hope this episode was as fun as you were hoping it was going to be. It was. Because it was just us, like, just giggling, like, little <laughs> schoolgirls <laughs> talking about, like, the ridiculous of this show. Which, look, if you were confused after listening to all of what we have talked about, and... Welcome to my life. Welcome to Anne Ladium's life. And also, uh, just welcome to the club, because that's pretty much how you're going to be for the rest of the time when you yeah. encounter JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 real confusing. But man, it <laughs> if you take the time to watch it and just like enjoy it in any sort of way whatsoever, it's like it's fun in a way a lot of shows just aren't fun. I also like that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Absolutely. Um, I feel like that's a thing that I run into a lot in anime that um, ends up kind of killing it for me. Like at first it'll it'll be like fun and interesting and I'll, I'll be into it and then it just starts taking itself way too seriously and I, I lose interest. And um, I know I keep bringing this up, but like, you know, they're getting like super deep into the backstory and Caesar dies and it's it's getting real intense and then vampire horses like <laughs> yeah it's never like that that's how the show goes is like it things are get so so serious and it's like all right well you can't have the seriousness like be there for too long no cuz then it just wouldn't be ridiculous <laughs> It would no longer be bizarre. But I couldn't say it any better myself. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, it is. If we eventually get through the 48 episodes of part three. Yes, 48. Oh it's very long. Oh, my uh, God. You know, we'll probably reconvene and talk about how ridiculous <laughs> the next part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is because... Lord only knows. Like I, those first couple episodes, they get kind of crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you. But uh, yeah, we will reconvene, perhaps at a later date, and talk about more JoJo and be very confused and confuse you guys as well, because that's probably all that's happening. Even if like you're a seasoned JoJo pro, like come on, let's be real. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. For more information, check out SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool. Uh, follow us on Twitter at AnimeCheckup, where you can find cool stuff there. Or 
I tweet about how we didn't get involved in the Persona 5 Accolades trailer. We didn't. It was so rude. How dare us rate that game worse than everyone else? <laughs> what? We didn't even rate it terribly. But I, I mean, also, we're not really like famous game reviewers either. So that's all on them. It jerks. is. Way to go, Atlas. You, you, you goofed on that one. You done goofed. Uh, go check out Ann Ladium on AnnLadium.com where she has a new piece up about ukulele. It is a review piece about that little game. And also, I think, a good good piece of how nostalgia can can be a hindrance at times in terms of, like, how you view things from the past and, like, how you compare them to now. But also how, in terms of how video games are developed, how you can't necessarily rely on nostalgia completely in order to create and sell a game in 2017. Yeah, it... it... Um, so I'm actually really proud of some of the writing in this piece. Uh, There's is... some really good lines. <laughs> but um, also, it, it was just kind of heartbreaking to write in general because I really, really wanted to like that game. Um, but So I guess, spoiler alert, you know that I didn't like the game. But go read it anyway. It's very good. Very good. Just like all your other pieces. Aw, thank you. I have another one in the works, but this one yeah. came first. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you'll... you'll... By the time this goes out, you'll probably have that other one up. So do you want to give a preview of what that is? I guess you did in the last episode, but just in case. Yeah, I, I'm trying to write like a more um, like analytium in-depth Persona 5 review. Um, it went, That one's not going as, as well as the ukulele one did. Um, partially because it's hard to do when you don't have a whole lot of like screenshots to work with. <laughs> That's very true. Um, so there's, there's that element, but, um, just given how like entrenched I am in the persona universe, I really wanted to, to do a written piece as well. And I'm trying to, trying to write some more reviews and junk, which obviously like I haven't read that since it isn't available, but by the time this goes out, it'll be available. So you should go check that out and ladium.com. I'm sure it's fantastic. And even though I would probably disagree with it at points, but still. Probably, but that's okay because that's totally you, okay. You can you can criticize media that you like and still like it. And exactly. also you can disagree with people that you know, you're friends with or whatever, or people that you're not friends with. You can disagree with people and still be cordial and like, you know, not not be an <laughs> that. So and you're good at that. <laughs> I try to be. Yeah. Uh, next week we will. I guess. I guess we'll get to that Zelda episode finally. <laughs> oh my god, it's been so long. We keep telling people we're gonna do the Zelda episode, and I feel like crap because we haven't done it. Um, unless, and literally, unless something else comes up, tentatively, the Zelda episode will be coming next week. <laughs> maybe, I mean, hey, I maybe I'll be able to work in <laughs> that real, real awkward quote I've or awkward piece I just read in the Sex with Shakespeare book. That was, oh, buddy, that was real no. weird. No, that can stay away. You, yeah. No, 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 not if allowed. You, if you ever wanted to learn how, like, you'll sometimes read read really weird books in 400-level college classes, yeah, I'm reading a book called Sex with Shakespeare. <laughs> it's real weird. And on that note... <laughs> Look forward to some Zelda, I guess, next week. Or if something else pops up, it'll be something else. And then Zelda will get pushed back again. And then again. And then again. And then again. 
Welcome to my, my life, my bizarre, bizarre life. <laughs>